0: Start your journey with master coach, clinical counselor, and Ayurvedic practitioner, Paris Mogtatter to uncover new layers of your life. Together, we'll break the social conditioning that holds you back, giving you a way to improve physical health, greater emotional stability, and strengthen connections, both within yourself and others. Unlock clarity on what you want in all five realms body mind emotions and spiritual alignment plus a special connection to source for an extra sparkle so don't hold yourself back any longer when it's time for transformation from unsure self-doubter into confident game changer let's get started today Welcome back to the Ayurvedic Therapist Podcast. This is an episode that I did with Stephen Washington and my good friend Stephen. And you know that I have talked to him before. If you've listened to our previous podcast together, I love talking to Stephen because there's something so authentic about him that brings out a lot of good conversation. Stephen Washington is a movement master, recovery advocate, author, and speaker. Stephen was a professional Broadway dancer and is now an acclaimed Qigong and Pilates teacher. He lives a joyful life of recovery and is passionate about helping others as they navigate through their own path to health and happiness. I really encourage you to check out Stephen's website, which is StephenWashingtonExperience.com and join his wonderful membership because the movements he does are so in tune with somatic and psychological healing, healing your body, your physical self, your emotional self, and your mental self. So let's dive in and listen to my conversation with Stephen
1: gorgeous okay so let us begin
0: yes all right
1: everybody so welcome to beyond fear of letting go I'm here with my dear friend Paris and um, I just want to share a couple of quotes with you guys about the subject of letting go holding on is believing that there is only a past letting go is knowing that there is a future One of the happiest moments in life is when you find the courage to let go of what you cannot change. So I want you guys to um, just have a sense of the genesis of this conversation between Paris and I. I sent Paris a message, I don't know, like a month or two ago, maybe. And I was in Palm Springs, California, a place that I've been to countless times, but this was my first time going in a long time by myself. I'm used to going there with my husband, soon to be my my ex-husband. And when I was there, I was just flooded with so many memories, so many memories of being at this place or being at that place and being with him, being with family, being with friends, being all there together. And um, it was overwhelming at times. And then I had this deep knowing within me that, oh, Stephen, this is time for you to start to Make new memories for yourself in these places, um, and start honoring the past, but really looking forward to the future. So that had deep resonance with you, Paris. How, how did that? How did that fall? How did that land for you when I first uh, brought that up?
0: Oh, thank you for that intro. It's like it's my the center of my heart. Mm-hmm. There have been so many different times where I have been there what you're saying but I think what really came to me when you said that was at the time I had first broken up with my ex-husband and you know he was kind of my best friend like we did everything together and he really had an adventurous soul so we would like travel and in fact he came back to uh, my homeland Iran with me and he showed me the country in a way that I could have never showed him. And he's not, he's Canadian. He's not from there, but he has this adventure as a spirit. And when the relationship ended, I was like, oh my God, like, I can't go to this restaurant. I can't go to that cafe. It brings up so much stuff for me. And one day I had to like, get really clear with myself And be like, girl, this is not who you are. Sure, be sad, be heartbroken. Maybe you can't move. But you got to get, you know, like there's a saying that says like, let the heaviness of the shed drop. And so you can fly, girl. (laughs) Like, I know you can do this. And it was a decision that I made to look at it as not something that something horrible that has happened to me and why me? And when I see other couples or other relationships, why can't I have that into, wow, wait a second. Uh, This is an exciting moment because I can recreate. I can take my experiences from past and have the beautiful memories and step into my future. So I think the shift for me was, what you just said, like in that beautiful quote, it was like, I can look at this as my past and be stuck there, or I can really come to my body, see this present moment and decide to jump into my future the way I want to design it. And how exciting is that? You know, Um, another time that I think of is when the pandemic happened, like that was here I am rebuilding my life with a six months old baby and buying a house and getting settled and being like, okay, at least I have my business and everything's going well there. I can support us. And then the pandemic happened. Like that was a shock to my system. I own a yoga, hot yoga studio, like those, you know, you know, the gyms and yoga studios and stuff were like hit the worst. Mm-hmm. And did it like it did really take a couple of months for me to even like believe that this has happened. But again, I had to go through the process of here we are and we got to accept it. And it's like, I think it comes to that moment where you are like, okay, here we are. We have to accept this and let the heavy stuff fall so that we can, where are we going to go from here? Let's fly from here. Let's design the future. Mm -hmm. I love so that. that's, yeah, where it hit me.
1: Yeah, I love everything that you said. What comes to mind is that it's a decision. It's a choice mm-hmm. that we make to shift our perspective and our perception uh, and look towards the future. Still honoring the past and still honoring all those connections that we have to people, to places, to things, um, but making a decision to to look towards the future and look towards it with a sense of hope and optimism and joy as well. I love that. But I, I also want to know, it's like, why, why is it so difficult for us to let go? Like, what do you think it is that makes it so hard for us to let go? I know for me, I think it's just, part of it is um, we just get really comfortable and routine, and connections, and there's a, there's a sense of safety in the familiar and what's yeah. comfortable. Uh, and then anything other than that, it's uh, it can create fear and this desire to latch on and hold on to the familiar. Uh, and then also, I just think there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of fear mm-hmm. uh, that about stepping forward, the unknown of tomorrow like we know what yesterday was we know what that is we know the ins and outs of that but how do we go from yesterday into this present moment which still has moments of unknown because i don't know what's going to happen two minutes from now Uh, and then there's you know the future that's further ahead so i always find it interesting like what why it's so challenging and i also think we're just wired to connect to things and to hold and to um come to rely upon uh the things that are around us that make us feel safe and familiar and comfortable and even if it's not healthy for us right because yeah. there are things that we hold on to that are not healthy for us and the fact that it's leaving is actually a good thing but our bodies and our minds just will interpret interpret it as something else what do you think about that
0: yeah i think that's such a great point and you hit the nail on the head there um it's like our critter brain, right? our critter brain only knows what is familiar. It only knows, uh, I have done this in the past, no matter how uncomfortable it is or how um. Maybe I'm in a relationship that's abusive or the person is not nice to me, but I know the process of that. I know maybe they had a relationship in their childhood that was similar to that. It's often like that. We choose our partners based on what we had in our childhood. And so that critter brain, and when we let go and we step in and we want to redirect and find a different direction, it freaks out. It really freaks out. So that moment where you're like, I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to bring for me. Um, and I'm freaked out. You're actually doing it right. I think it's important to understand that. Because a lot of times we're like at that moment, we're like, no, this is too hard. I don't know this. So I'm going to go back. Yeah, yeah.
1: Danger, don't, danger, danger.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. I always tell my clients, I'm like, never look back. Look forward and up. Never look down at your feet. Just keep going forward and up. Even when you don't know where the road is leading. Like if you're going from New York to LA, you're not going to see LA before you you hit the road. You're going to plan for it. You're going to put it in your GPS and you're going to have faith and trust in this GPS and in your car that and the road, that the road is going to take you to the right place. And I think... One of the most important things that I found, yes, it's very, it's very easy to talk about. Oh, just look ahead and move on. You can't. We can't. As human beings, we love to hold on to things, especially if, like, depending on our doshas. Like, if th- there's a Kapha person, Kaphas have a big heart and they hold everyone, and they're so loyal. So that for that loyalty to let go, there's a lot of attachment there. So, um understanding what's happening. So the first step is that awareness, that conscious awareness, that consciously I get to know what my constitution is, what my doshas are, what is happening to my brain right now. And that this discomfort is because of the unknown, because my creative brain is not used to it. So I have to actually take small steps that are very uncomfortable to create my new path. So just, just knowing that if it's really difficult for you, just set the intention. You know, I, I still remember the day I was like, like uh, the pandemic hit and I didn't know what I was gonna do with the studio. Everything was shut down. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't do one more thing. Like I can't do another traumatic thing in my life. And I thought, you know what? I can sit here and say that. Or I can take the next step. If the world is going online, what can I do to bring what I'm, what I was offering at the studio and everyone would come out of the room and be refreshed and really like have change in their life. How can I bring that online? I don't know how, and I don't know what that holds, but I'm going to take the first step. Because I know what that step is like. I'm going to work really hard. I'm going to take action. Because another thing that happens when we are in that mode of, um, oh my gosh, I'm so scared to 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 not know what the future is going to bring, we go in the state of Thomas in our mind, which Thomas is kind of like darkness. It's stuckness. We can't find the light because we can't see clearly. Of course we can't because something has happened and we're right in it. It's easy to see it from outside, but we're right in it so we can't see it. So to come out of the state of, darkness and Thomas and not having motivation and not seeing clearly, what we can do is take action, take action, take any action, move your body. Like what you teach us to do, Stephen, so beautiful because the mind is kind of its own entity and the body is its own entity. And sometimes the body only wants to remember what we've done in the past and so gets stuck in that place. Right. start moving it shake it off let it go and that's how you let go and then see how as you do that every day what changes happen it comes to you the clarity comes from the actions that we take
1: absolutely i love what you said about uh not knowing and the fear around not knowing and if you can't if you can't take A specific action just set the intention set an intention and how powerful that is and and that it all it all comes about moment by moment step by step and i'm reminded that it's so important to allow yourself to feel your feelings as you move through the process sometimes i think people and myself included sometimes i want to jump from from zero to 90 Mm -hmm. in the blink of an eye but there are some steps to go between zero and 90 and give myself the opportunity to move through the steps. Now, how I move through them, how how briskly I move through them. I don't have to necessarily move through them at a snail's pace, but I also don't have to move through them like a rabbit. Um, I could find some way in between and just allow myself to honor where I am because I think just the natural evolution of things is that, we're gonna flow from one moment into the next, everything changes, nothing stays the same. Um, but I think that, I think that it's easy to kind of get yourself stuck. Like you said, you can get yourself stuck and your mind can just get looped, uh, stuck on this loop of memories and 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 emotions attached to them and uh, ideas about those memories and those beliefs and that can prevent us from moving forward. Energy is designed to flow freely, and that includes our emotional and mental energy. I love what you said about moving the body. Move, about, move, move a muscle, change a thought, mm. is my mantra, is what I live by. Um, it doesn't mean that I bypass what I'm what I'm experiencing, but movement helps me to process the experience that I'm having, uh, every kind of experience and I think, I think what we're talking about today is so important. It's so important. Wow. I
0: yeah. love what you,
1: and we've, we've had a conversation before about, and we even mentioned it a little bit at the beginning of this one about how this process of letting go is really a process of finding ourselves, reconnecting with ourselves. I know for me, I am reconnecting with parts of me that I haven't seen in a long time. A part of me that I'm meeting for the first time. I know for me, as I as I move through this process of letting go and moving through this divorce, I, I've also realized that I'm dealing or have been dealing with depression and anxiety. And now that I've effectively been, been treating the depression and anxiety, it allows me to move through this process with so much ease and allows me to be in it. But also to zoom out and see the bigger picture. So when I was in Palm Springs, feeling those pangs of of uh, of yesterday, and and still those parts of me that are still holding on to the past and and holding on was actually creating some pain and suffering. I'm I'm better able, more equipped to shift my focus. Like, what am I going to focus on? Am I going to focus on Yesterday, or am I going to focus on the fact that I'm walking around Palm Springs in West Elm? Oh, look at all the beautiful things. It's so nice. Oh, I can I could buy that pillow if I want to. I can bring that pillow to my new home and and make my new home uh, mine and to get more settled and to nest. And and wow, what an amazing future I'm building for myself in this new home. So being present and then also being forward focused honoring the past so important yeah. and and in the meantime I'm in the, all the while I'm just learning more about myself and finding more things about myself to love and respect because it takes a lot of strength and courage to do what we're talking about right
0: absolutely and i think again like you such a good point to say, you know, we're we're not trying to bypass anything. It's so important to be where we are. And there's a lot of like heal this, healing that out there, you know, in the internet world and everywhere nowadays, like be positive, but you can't, you can't jump from that feeling of sadness or depression or feeling stuck to like just feeling happy. You have to taking that action and you have to, I think healing happens when we meet our heart where it is. You know, that is the one step. So like meeting our hearts where we are and just, again, accepting. You accepted you're, you, that what you were just describing. You're like, let's accept the reality. Here we are. There's a bit of anxiety, a bit of depression. And it's so normal for me to go through divorce and change and, and experience all these emotional ups and downs. Like we're all human. We are going to experience that. Let us accept it. Let us see that this is where we are, but that this is not where we end up. Like it, it's so important to remember that this is just temporary. Just okay. like looking back at your life, like how many changes have you gone through? How many You know, obstacles have you overcome. This too shall pass. It really will. And while you're in this place of stuckness, I think one of the things that I do is, when everything else I can't see clearly, I kind of look at the people who are holding the light, like Mm -hmm. the people that I want to become, the people who have gone through, maybe what I've got, I'm going through, or they have gone through their own hardships. And they've come through on the other side and they have the things I want, that they are living lives that I want. And I look at that and I go, okay, they did that. I can do it too, you know, and kind of like reverse engineer that into my own life. And just understanding that, um, holding the light for others. Like if you think you are going through the most amount of hardship. First of all, you're not alone. And secondly, be sure that once this temporary thing is done, you are the light in someone's, someone's life. Because if you're going through depression, if you're going through divorce, if you are healing from a disease, if you have lost weight, if you have, you're the only one graduating from university, from your family, if you sold a home and moved, You are holding the light for all the other people that might be stuck now. And they can look at you and be like, Stephen did it. I can do it. He got through it. So I can get through it. And so understanding that this that day might not be today, but this is a process and you will get there too.
1: So true. You made me think of my experience in recovery, going to recovery meetings and being someone Many years ago, being someone who was very new to the process, new to sobriety and what have you, not knowing how to do it. But I'm sitting in a room full of people who've done that, who've done it Mm -hmm. for various amounts of time. And it's like, oh, wow, look for the people who have what I want because they are they are that light and they have a clear map as to what worked for them in order to go from where they were, which is very similar to where I was, to where they are now. And just follow. Take what you need and leave the rest, but follow. And you too will move from where you are to where you want to be. So I, I love just being reminded of that. That's so important. I think what also comes to mind too from listening to you is just how as we move through this process, we eventually find a sense of neutrality when it comes to reflections on memories and 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 such that we, we start to look at it from a more neutral standpoint so that it doesn't have that same kind of charge when we think about yesterday, when we think about that person, that place, that thing that doesn't have the same role in our life today that it had yesterday. And I think that's just an incredible place to eventually get to. And it's just like that quote, I mentioned it earlier, you know, it takes courage, but there's an incredible amount of freedom when we start to accept the things that we really can't change, you know, find the courage to just accept and move from this place of like, Oh, I, I can't, this thing has happened. I can't change it. Now. What, Now what, how do I live? How do I live fully in this new phase of my life uh, Mm -hmm. with that knowledge? And there, there is a way. There is a way. I love how you've also talked to me about how what helps us to to move forward is just by tapping into the five senses.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you talk?
1: Can you talk more about that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, again, going back to the critter brain and how it freaks out. Um, sometimes we could do all the talk therapy in the world. And it, take, it works, but it takes so long, you know. Yeah. And the reason why it takes so long is because we're only tapping into our logical brain. And I think that the link between the logical brain and the limbic brain, which is just like, you know, only feels and, and remembers with feeling and remembers with the body. Because, you know, our body remembers everything. Um, like the book, the Body Keeps the Score. Like it's such a fantastic book by Dr. Vandercock. And it's like, um, it's like, how can we bring the two together? And I think that's what um, that's the kind of like why I created the program that I created. It's like, okay, all these women are coming to me, or men are coming to me to heal, but um, it's taking forever if we do the therapy way. Or with their body, and if we're only focused on the Ayurvedic stuff, that's good too, but it's like, how can we melt the two together? And it's when you drop into your body, and how do we drop to our bodies? It's like our body, the only way that our sharira, our physical body has to communicate with the outside world, our, our soul is somewhere inside of here. And the only way that it can communicate and connect to the outside world is our five sense organs. So it's a tool that we have been given to connect, to communicate, to remember. And there's something magical happens when we... We are in the process of creating new memory, memories and linking our, you know, the neurons in our brain and creating new pathways when we bring our sense organs to it. It's like um, if you want to create a new memory that becomes core memory, imagine what your eyes can see at that moment and have a plan of what your eyes are seeing at that moment. I just had one of those moments where I was like, Driving on the like really um, bad roads in Costa Rica, yeah. and the girls and their friends are in my car, and they have like their arms out, and they're like, ah! and the dog <laughs> is going crazy in the back, and we're listening to this nice music. And there was like a mist on the road, and everything's green. And I was like, core memory. Created because I literally wanted to remember what I smelled, what I could hear, what I could see, what I could taste in my mouth. How did my body feel at that moment? And boom, I'm creating a new pathway in my brain. And you can do that, like with like the practices, the practices that you teach, Stephen. It's like if people can bring in their five sense organs there's going to be so much transformation done because you're reconnecting to your body. And it's like, yes, every kind of exercise works, like getting out there and moving works. But in my personal experience and what I see in my clinical practice, when we mindfully go inside and we do things mindfully, like something like you know, Qigong or Tai Chi or yoga and um, mindful practices or dances that we're really kind of meditating as we're moving. Um, Those are the things that even in a short time creates a really huge impact on our mind because the body is now getting the message of, okay, I guess we're like somewhere new. We're experiencing new things, and we're really enjoying it. And I want to say one more thing about this because people get scared of like how mu- how many like bad thoughts they have, or that they're stuck in fear and anxiety. That stuff is embedded in us because our ancestors had to survive in the cave, you know, and they had to they had to really like watch out if the bear is coming to eat them. So that stuff is generation after generation stuck in our mind. It's strong. However, when we refocus on the joyful stuff, because we haven't done it, because our ancestors, it's something new. And if we bring the five sense organs into that, the power is a thousand times more than any negative thought you would have. So that's where, like, I don't know if you've heard of the new, like, term glimmers come in. It's like glimmers are like, The opposite of dimmers, like just (laughs) taking one little thing that is happening at this moment. Like it can be that the sun is shining on my skin and I just really pause and I just feel like, oh, my God, this moment I'm talking to Steven, like this is a dream. I've worked so hard to get to this point where I can talk about the stuff that is my truth Mm -hmm. and the sun and then, you know, everything else in the background. Wow. This becomes a glimmer. And then my body starts creating serotonin and off I go for the rest of the day. So it is in (laughs) the little things that we can create that.
1: That's so great. And it's great. It's the little things. I think oftentimes when we have what we consider to be a big problem, we think that the solutions have to be big solutions. And sometimes it's the little things that are so impactful, the things that we really participate in every day, but we don't pay attention to. We take it for granted. But when we add mindfulness to it, what a, what a, what a transformation. I think it would be great if we can offer folks certain practices that they can use to help themselves to let go, to move beyond the fear of letting go. I would like to offer a few uh, Qigong things, and then I invite you to, to share some Ayurvedic tools as well. Um, one of the things that I use oftentimes when I'm holding onto something that I need to let go of is I shake. I shake my Mm. body. So while we're sitting right here, uh, place the hands out in front of you with the palms facing down and just shake out your wrists. And as you do so, just breathe in deeply and let's inhale through the nose. Exhale out through your mouth. And again, deep breath in. Deep breath out. Now let's turn the palms to face up. Do the same thing. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Each shake and each breath, you're letting go of something you're holding onto. That's no longer serving you. And then slow it down. Slow it down till you come to a point of stillness and just feel the sensations in your hands. Notice the, maybe a buzzing or tingling sensation in your hands. That is your life force energy. And the hands are great transmitters and receivers of energy. Let's bring the hands Just a few inches apart palms facing each other and just see if you can feel the energy between your hands and then allow the hands to separate a bit and imagine that energy between your hands is expanding and then when the hands move closer to one another that energy is contracting and condensing just again tuning into your own energy in the present moment, applying your senses. And now I invite you, as you play with this ball of energy in front of you, I invite you to think about something that you want to draw into your life. Just one thing that you that you feel like you need and you wanna draw it into your life and Come up with one word to represent that. And then once you have that word, remember it. And now think about the thing that might stand in the way of you bringing that into your life. It might be an obstacle of sorts. And and if you can, think about that one word that represents that, that thing that you want to release and let go of that's no longer serving you. And then once you have those two words, I want you to take a nice deep breath in through your nose. And as you inhale, imagine yourself drawing in more of what it is that you need or want for yourself. And then exhale out through your mouth and release that thing that stands in the way that you need to release. This time as you inhale, draw your palms of your hands, facing you, draw it in towards your heart. And then as you exhale, turn the palms away from you, forward and press the palms away from you, releasing what no longer serves you. Inhale, palms face you, gather. And then exhale, palms face away, gently release. do this a few more times your own pace so called breath prayers and then place your hands right over your heart Just breathe into your heart. Just bring more love and kindness and compassion for yourself as you move through this process. Arms down and relax. Hmm.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Stephen. Sure. That was so. Mm, I could feel the tingling, prana flowing.
1: <laughs> it doesn't take much to shift, right?
0: Oh, like totally. I feel the shift. Um, and I think that. That um, goes with like the concept of, you know, when we're in change and in unknown times and territory, really our Vata goes crazy and Vata is air and ether element. And the air element, when it goes crazy, creates a tornado that feels like we're out of, out of, it's out of our control. Our life is out of our control. Our thoughts are out of our control. And so sometimes, uh, anxiety could feel like that and then we go between anxiety and depression which is that state of tamas it's like up and down up and down and we forget that balance of sattva that between balance of clarity and a like simple practice like that wow and even I would just say even if you don't feel like it just force yourself for now to do this one action to like get up Get yourself on Steven's channel and do this one action. Like it can be 10 minutes, but do the action. Get yourself to go out and go for a walk and really feel your sense organs. And, like if you live near nature, like really bathing every element of nature into your body. But just force yourself to take that one action, especially first thing in the morning. Because if first thing in the morning, we really take hold of our vata, which could go crazy, as soon as we take hold of it and we redirect it in a way that circulates in our favor, now we have prana. You see, now we create it, like if we had like jittery or it's kind of like energy that was out of our control or maybe we were nervous as we were talking to each other. And I felt like literally that turning in and shifting into prana, how beautiful with one simple exercise. And um, so I think that what I can offer our audiences is um, maybe doing like a, a, a physical reset as well for that vata. And that's where um, I have created like this reset for the gut and the brain which is physical, but it also has all the little things that you can add so that it can support you in this reset. And this is a really great season for that because the times that the seasons are shifting, according to Ayurveda, because the elements outside of our shifting, the environment is shifting, the same things happening inside of us and things are shifting inside of us as well. And so it's a great time to do that reset. And I'm offering that to your listeners and everyone who's watching this and in the link below so hopefully that will be helpful for them
1: that's so great oh my goodness what an amazing conversation we've just had (laughs) i could i could sit here all day and, and, and talk to you and talk about all things uh energy and um and wellness thank you so much paris for taking the time out to have this meaningful conversation with me tell people how they can get in touch with you, tap into your work, let them know.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for that too. Um, the, I would be happy to again, share, um, the pdf below and for people to visit the website it's just my first and last name parismooktetter.com and um, what i've i'm doing these days and what i took the time in the during the pandemic and created is a pillar that um a course that consists of 12 pillars and each pillar takes us through something really important and empowering in our life whether it's our physical body our emotional body or our spirit. Because really health does not happen. Health or swastika in Ayurveda happens only when the three are connected. So by, you know, I work with my clients um, through the pillars in three months or six months, depending on the timeline that they, they need. And so there's a lot of transformation that happens. And I can say this to you because I see it all the time. So if you're in that stuck place, please, please know that this is temporary. You can get help, get support. I think that's one of the most important things. We're not designed like as human beings to do things on our own, to do everything on our own. We we're designed to be tribes and we're designed to have help and support. And so get help and know that you, you will see the light. It's just doing the steps and let someone hold your hand. Let someone hold the light for you as you go through the path.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much. And for folks who want to tap into my work as well, go to my website, StephenWashingtonExperience.com, where you can find access to all the things that I offer, whether it's my SWE studio, my membership community for wellness, or my online courses, my book, Recovering You but also my one-on-one sessions that I do with people to help people help themselves to empower themselves through mindfulness and movement. (sighs) Beautiful. Beautiful. Have a wonderful rest of your day, Paris. Everyone watching and listening, enjoy your day and just know that where you are today is not necessarily where you're going to be tomorrow. So.
0: Amazing. Thank you, Stephen. This has been so wonderful. Beautiful. If you enjoyed what you heard, please go ahead and subscribe, share with anyone that you think might benefit from the contents of this podcast, and in case that you're ready to embark on a personalized program with myself, together we can create a roadmap through a unique 12-pillar program that I have created from 20 years of experience. Um, for self-empowerment, understanding of childhood emotions, samskaras, and total well-being. I have created this program for women like you who really want to go to their next level and are willing to do the work. To find out more, go ahead and click below on the link to book a free 30-minute call with me and I can show you what the program is all about. I'll see you.